found chop the original guillotine league podcast everything you need to know to avoid the chopping block chop is brought to you by guillotineleagues.com now your hosts paul chargian and brian johnson Welcome to Chop, the Guillotine League podcast. It is week number eight. If you are listening to this, it means you survived the bipocalypse. Yes, and no, no corny nickname for this week. It's just no, week it's a, eight. That's right. Just two teams off. That's Thank it. God. Yes. Yep. Uh, now it's a more even playing field, like it had been prior to the bye weeks. Unless you've got New Orleans and no, New Orleans was on bye. No, Las in- Vegas. It's Vegas and. I forget. I should know this. It is Vegas. I know that for sure. Vegas is definitely in. Right. Baltimore. Baltimore. Baltimore I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's it. A couple big uh, tight ends that won't be on the field. I think we might be talking about. uh, Indeed. Probably both, right? We'll talk about that a little bit later in this show. The waiver wire is the magic of the guillotine league. I'm Paul Jarchi and my co-host Brian Johnson here every Tuesday to help give you some guidance on strategizing your bidding. That's primarily what we do here. As a reminder, Guillotine League's forming Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, even Sunday mornings and Thursday mornings. Basically, if there's not a game going, we're still making Guillotine Leagues, and there's still 11 weeks left to play. Yeah, we crammed in like three last Sunday morning just to get them done before kickoff. Kickoff, and yeah. yeah. Went off without a hitch, all three. It's- yeah, so we're, we encourage you to continue to uh, – you know, continue joining leagues. The last thing you want is to get knocked out of your last guillotine league, and then you you don't get to play the format anymore. We're going to get into how deadly a bye week can be for yeah. a stud player. So right now, Derrick Henry is like the consensus number one pick. Yeah. He, but he hasn't had his bye yet, so I don't Correct. know. Yeah. Maybe next week we dive into that a little more. Like, what, what, what If you, you had the first pick in a brand new guillotine league, would you take Dalvin Cook past his buy? Alvin Kamara yeah. past his buy? Zeke, Zeke, Zeke past his buy? Travis Kelsey hasn't had his yet, but that's not until week 13. He could be in that conversation. Or do you go Derrick Henry and just go chalk and go, you know what, Derrick Henry it has been the best player. I'll make it through that bye week. I, I want him. I think I might fade Henry just to suit and just – there's a good chance on his bye week he'll be available that following week just based on what we've seen. And I don't know. Yeah, the, it's very appealing to have a guy like Kamara or Zeke or Dalvin Cook that has their bye in the rearview mirror. It and is. Don't it's have to worry it's about a it. big advantage. I think I'd go Henry and then just start plotting now. I don't remember which week is his bye. Whatever, week 11 or something. Start plotting now for how I'm going to handle that and start – changing my bidding and, you know, do just getting my roster in order so that I can survive that bye week and go with Henry. But it's not clear cut. It really isn't. Kamara could easily be the right answer to this. Cook, if Cook stays healthy, he could be the right answer to this. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Um, I want to remind people of a new feature we mentioned on last week's show. We now have chop data at guillotineleagues.com. For every player, we show you the average winning bid last week, the highest bid, the lowest bid from last week, and then we do show you the same thing from the whole season. So you get some really critical data points on each of the players and some real guidance on what you have to pay, especially if you're like, I've got to have this guy, but I don't want to like double what I have to pay. This gives you some real guidance on, on what you need to pay. Now, the prices on everybody should be historically, the historic prices on most of these players are slowly going down as mm-hmm. everybody's running out of fab money. 
So you can factor that in a little bit to your bidding too. Your advice today is going to come in several different forms. We're going to talk about the bye week a little bit. We already have. Uh, we'll continue that. We'll give you the broad bidding strategies that everybody needs to consider, no matter who you're bidding on. We'll give you the 10 most commonly chopped players, plus the 11th most commonly chopped player, Tyreek Hill. And what to do about them, and we'll give you exact numeric advice. Spoiler alert, no Christian McCaffrey this week. Yeah, how about Fine. that? He gets the week if, off. Yeah, even he's... that is, that's nice. <laughs> he's been in here like every week since the original injury and, uh, and the week two injury. So, yeah, nice to not talk about Christian McCaffrey for a little while. And, um, and we'll also give some advice for the regular free agents that have popped up over the course of the, the past week or so. Uh, Dearness Johnson, if he didn't get swooped up, Kenyon Drake, the Philadelphia replacements for Miles Sanders, and several others. Alan Lazard was looking pretty good for the Packers. Going to be starting from here on out, or has been. Yeah. Um, it sure, well, MVS is coming back, right? And, you know, at least for this Thursday, Lazard might be, like, the number, the go-to receiver because Devontae Adams probably yeah. doesn't play here. Um, but when MVS comes back, I don't know what that does to Lazard. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. Um, now, if you're in a guillotini, or a super chop, or other formats with fewer teams, um, you're running out of weeks. So you can definitely ratchet up the spending on these final building blocks that you need mm -hmm. compared to the dollars we're giving. So the dollars that we're giving are assuming people are in longer, bigger, season-long leagues, and there's still a lot of time left. Um, so we're still going to be relatively conservative. Yeah, we should remind people who play in the super chop, if you win your league uh, that goes to the week 11, there's no carryover in your fab. That's right. Everyone gone. that makes the finals starts it. with fi 500 brand new dollars. So, yeah, use yeah. it or lose it. Yep. Uh, okay, well, let's start with some bye week stuff. Bye weeks are lethal. A bunch of the top 10 guys we're going to talk about in a few minutes were on bye. Uh, this is, it's very tricky to get through these bye weeks. Although, I'll say this, Brian, it gets easier to get through the bye weeks the longer the season goes on because your roster is getting better and better, and you can absorb those bye weeks better in week 11, week 12, week 13, then you can in week 6, 7, and 8. Yeah, and more or less teams in your league equals more just players in general on the waiver wire that you can use to stream. Right, right. So um, as you're thinking about your bidding, look at your bye weeks for your players. Do I have a bunch of you know week 8 buys, week 9 buys? Do I, you know, do I need to sweat buys the next few weeks? Factor that in because the bye weeks can be crippling. If you've got bye week problems this week, you know, you got to be thoughtful about whether or not you're going to break the bank just to get past a bye week with only two teams off. Hopefully, you don't have to here. Um, and then also, the players that, Brian, that are now through their buys and that are on the waiver wire, you just, I think the, you pay a little premium for these guys that just don't have buys anymore. Absolutely. You know, sometimes it's big-name guys like Dalvin Cook, uh, but... You know, not always. Sometimes it's just like Marvin Jones is just, you know, more viable now. And I don't have to sweat the buy. He's worth a little bit more for me. Or even uh, if we're going to talk about Jaguars, a Dan Arnold just having a backup tight end. Yeah, right, which just you, you there. made a good one, right? Yep. yep. Uh, and this week, you mentioned mm -hmm. two, you know, two very good tight ends off yeah. this week. Okay, so let's go, to, uh, let's go to some broad bidding advice. First, you may be interested to know the average fab that's left right now across all of our guillotine leagues is $429. Wow. So we're way down. We're, you know, less than half of the original thousand. And these are leagues, 18 team leagues that started yeah, in week one. We're not, early. we're not yeah. baking in all the leagues right. that start in week two, but right. That's, that's, yep. So are we going to use our bids based on like, assuming we have that? Well, no, you know, oh, 
not necessarily, but I think that factors into it. And it's why as time goes on, the, you know, our, a lot of our bids are not, we're not, the bids are, the bid numbers we're recommending aren't going up over time. If anything, they go down because you don't have to bid as much yeah, that's true. to get a lot of these players. Um, if you're already under about $300 in fab, you just can't be dropping triple digit bids anymore. Unless you're just in an absolute desperation spot. You just, you have to save money for later in November. Trust me. Mm-hmm. If you're alive come Thanksgiving, the teams that are getting chopped are going to be unbelievable, and yeah. you're going to want your fab. Their benches might be better than your starting lineup. <laughs> right now, right, exactly. <laughs> or at that point, yeah. Yep. Um, and if you've got a ton of fab left, if you've got 800 bucks left, you know, most leagues I think have got one or two people that have been really squirreling away fab. You can put big bids down right now, but... I don't think this is the week to do it with only two teams on by. I think you're, I think you're staying strong here and mostly being cautious, remaining cautious with your bids and, and sticking with value players, Brian. I agree. If you've got a lot of money left. Yep. All right. And last thing I'll mention, time to really start paying attention to how much cash the other teams have left. If they've got, you know, you, it, it, earlier in the season when there's 18 teams and everybody's got $1,000, it doesn't make any sense to pay attention to all nope. what everybody else has. You just go do your business. Here, you can really start plotting against your other owners based on what they need and how much money they have left. Yeah, when I look at the leagues, I'm still alive, and I could care less about my average score uh, in most places and most leagues I'm towards the bottom, but I'm near the top in fab. I'm looking at the fab first and foremost, mm-hmm. well before the average score right now. Yep. Okay, so again, as we like to say every week, uh, the low-end guys who got cut that might have some appeal to you, maybe as bi-week fill-ins, Dan Arnold, um, less than $15 bids. Yeah. So these are just you know your one-week fill-ins or two-week fill-in guys. The middle-tier guys, the Hunter Renfros of the world, um, those guys we tend to bid more in the 20s and 30s for maybe up to 40 if he can help you a few times. And then the high-end guys, where most of the focus of the rest of the show is, tend to be in the 100 200 in some cases, at the high-end, $300. Sadly, we've seen bids oh, go way God. higher across way the higher. site. <laughs> at this stage, there shouldn't be so, so much appetite for the $700 drop on a player that we were seeing earlier in the season. Yeah, I feel for people that paid up big for Darren Waller last week. Again, we'll probably... <sighs> talk about that, him that one a little hurt. bit that one hurt. no one saw it coming that he wasn't going to play but well, yeah, no i don't think darren waller didn't see it coming nope. apparently had the late the late week uh mm-hmm. in, ankle injury and now he's off so that's going to be a tough one all right so let's talk about the top 10 most chopped players brian all right a few of these guys are likely on your waiver wire one two three these guys on your waiver wire so we begin with the most chopped player and when i say the most chopped player brian i mean the most chopped player in the history of guillotine leagues yeah for as long as we've been running them and as long as we've looked at it we've never seen a player chopped this many times in one week and you never would have thought it would have been him unless it was like an unforeseen injury injury. yeah leaving in the first quarter played pretty much the full game and go ahead patrick mahomes brutal brutal outcome to to his game no touchdowns couldn't have looked worse um well could have i guess but clearly trying to do too much. And there's a lot, a variety of problems for Patrick Mahomes, including a very leaky offensive line and two tackles that are not working out in Orlando Brown and, and Mike Remmers. How they went into the season with Mike Remmers again, amazing to me. 
got to protect Patrick Mahomes better than that. All right, the schedule grade for Mahomes over the next month, Brian, is a B plus. Three of four favorable games, including three at home, and then he goes on by. His average winning bid last week was $243. That was a healthy amount. What do you think uh, What do you think about Patrick Mahomes, Brian? Past three games for Patrick Mahomes, five picks to four touchdowns. Wow. And I mean, he's, he, he's not missing Travis Kelsey. He's not missing Tyreek Hill. They're playing. Mm-hmm. They're constantly behind, so he needs to throw. I guess that's doesn't bode so great for him because defenses are yeah, no, it's coming. sitting back right. and waiting yeah, exactly. for it. Exactly, it helps. But, man, I mean, right now, you, can, you this, can make yeah. a case that he's not a top-five fantasy quarterback right now. When you Although look at, he has scored as a top-five to this but, point. But that was, that's been carried by his earlier games in the year. That, yeah, again, true. the last few weeks he's been killer. But when I look at guys like Brady, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. even Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott – I kind of would prefer to have those guys, uh, you know, bye weeks aside uh, over Mahomes. And you said his bye week is until week 12, so he's got some time here. But pff, I'm I'm getting more and more on your level where you got to pay less and less as for quarterbacks as the season goes on. For sure. So right now I'd still love to have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I would still have one or two quarterbacks on roster mm-hmm. <laughs> just in case, not even if it was his bye week, just to weigh my options. But – I'm just going 80 on Mahomes, and that might be a little high, but 80 is probably my max bid. So I'll go like 60 conservative, conservative 80 on Mahomes right now. Yeah, and part of the fun of, of the Chop Podcast is you and I are basically blind bidding against each other mm-hmm. on all of these players. We don't talk in advance about what you would bid and what I would bid. I My bid on Patrick Mahomes is $50. And that's it. And again, I don't bid on quarterbacks. Yeah. It's, so this is no desperation. Spot. Is this like fifty? Well, my desperation like... bid is one hundred dollars. Okay. So I've got a, I double that in a desperation spot because the three straight favorable games. You still have his bye week after that, but um, I do. There is a. I would bid up to one hundred if I were really in a pinch at quarterback. And I'm not even sure what qualifies at this point as really in a pinch at quarterback, because there's only eleven teams left, and there's. 20 viable quarterbacks out there. Yeah, and Joe so Flacco's making a comeback for the Jets. So well, that's he's in the mix right. now. We're yeah. good. No, just kidding. The second most chopped player, Baltimore, tight end Mark Andrews. His schedule grade for the next month is tricky by this week, as we've mentioned a couple of times. Then, though, Minnesota, and actually Minnesota's a good tight end defense. Miami and Chicago are more favorable matchups, but those are on the road, so I only have a C grade on him. The average winning bid last week on Mark Andrews was a whopping $178. What do you think? Wow, yeah. And beyond the Minnesota, you, like like you said, by this week, then at home versus Minnesota, four of his next five games after the Vikings game are on the road. Mm. And two are against Cleveland, though, who are, I think he has a pretty strong history against. So all that good said. Good overall defense. Good overall defense. All that said, um, I love having a premium tight end or tight end still. But even again, even the deeper you get in the season, the more streamable tight ends become. But I'm, st- I'm still willing to pay pretty much what the high end for what Andrews went for last week, which is 178. You mm-hmm. said, I'm going to say 170 because even though I can't play him this week, and this is if I've, I've just been streaming tight ends to this point, basically. Sure. I would I would love to have Andrews on uh, roster, so I would bid 170. What if you were just up- had a middle-of-the-road tight end? Like uh <laughs> Robert Tunyon. I wish he's, he were middle of the he's road. He's worked his way towards closer yeah, to back to the middle it really of the road. Hasn't worked out that way. I still Hunter I, Henry. I would still bid about one fifty to one seventy on Andrews because he 
just feels like, even though his last two weeks have been kind of quiet, just the guy you can put in there, not only at tight end, but he's, he's flex-worthy too. Before, uh, three weeks ago, he was a top-10 wide receiver in terms of his production. So mm-hmm. I'm going 150 conservative, 170 uh, must have on Andrews. Because of the bye week, I can't do it. I just can't. Um, and the Vikings are very good at covering tight ends typically. So I'm, I've am i got about half that number. I'd only been 75 wow. on Mark Andrews. All right. Uh, were it not a bye week, I would listen to this. I just, you know, my frame of reference in, in a guillotine league is so short. I'm really, I really care about these next couple of games a lot. Okay, let's go to our third most chopped player, and that is Green Bay running back Aaron Jones with a big dud game against Washington. His schedule grade for the next month, however, is very favorable. Four straight positive matchups, although three of the four are on the road. His bye week is still way out in week 13 for Green Bay. The average winning bid last week on Aaron Jones was $415. Still very pricey. What would you pay for Aaron Jones? I'm going about half that. They play on Thursday night. You mentioned that earlier. I hate short weeks. And I just hate Thursday night football in general, but I hate short weeks for my players in fantasy. Devontae Adams might not play, though, which because uh, he t- tested positive for COVID, he needs to yeah, make I, it I a don't, test. I don't think he can get through it all in time. Which we'll you see. would think would mean a big bump, bid, a big bumpage, a big bump in usage for Jones, right? But uh, not so much. Uh, in the six games Adams has missed over the last mm-hmm. two years, Aaron Jones has averaged 14.3 carries and six targets. He averaged fourteen. He averaged more carries when Adams is in, and just two fewer targets. So there yeah. isn't so a huge out. bump okay. in production. And AJ Dillon getting worked in more mm-hmm. and more. And the, the Packers clearly a contender to win their division and, and make the playoffs. And I feel the more we get into the season, they're gonna try to take the load off Jones even more and make it even almost a fifty-fifty timeshare. That's just my gut feel. So that's December, though. I'm not sweating December no, yet. But you said he he when he duds, he duds hard, and you really don't see him coming. Like he had a good matchup against mm-hmm. Washington this past week, so definitely not bidding 400. I'm going to go 200 on Aaron Jones with a, a max on uh, uh, 225, uh, 275 here for me, okay. and a max of 375, which gets him close but under his average winning bid of last week. So I, I I love Aaron Jones. I like this offense a lot. I don't agree that that Dylan is going to be a 50-50 timeshare anytime soon. If that happens, I think that happens in late December when they start planning for the playoffs. I don't think that's happening. Yeah, yet. not not imminent. I didn't mean to make it seem that way, but uh, all right, fair enough. The I four, just can't, I just can't yeah. put Jones in that like top tier yet with with the Derrick Henrys. Well, Henrys in his own and tier. De- well, yeah, yeah, I. Know. I, I the fourth most job player is Seattle wide receiver Tyler Lockett. His schedule grade for the next month is a D, in part because Geno Smith will be playing. Yeah. Uh, they get the Jaguars this week. And, yeah, I can't even trust Geno Smith in that spot necessarily. Then they go on by. And then maybe Russell Wilson is back for week 10 against Green Bay. So that's what we're looking at coming up with Tyler Lockett. The average winning bid last week for Lockett was $77. Except that's that's pretty cheap, uh, and that that certainly is tied to everyone knew at that point that Geno Smith is going to be his quarterback for the right. next month, and we all saw on Monday night that uh, that played itself out just how we thought. Yeah, Lockett and Metcalf combined for like eight targets. How does that happen? I don't care how bad the weather is. That's or anything else. inexcusable. Yeah. So Lockett is purely a stash play until Russell Wilson comes back, and Agreed. that's like two or three weeks out. And you know, Lockett's a guy that had a lot of red flags going into the season, because last year, all of his production came in, like, three games. Yeah. 
But he started the season red hot. We're like, okay, yeah, those he's first get, two games were awesome. Yeah, it's like, is he going to be? He's going to be consistent this year? And people, yeah. he was working his way into top ten wide receiver territory, but he's pushed way back. I'm definitely not bidding the seventy or so dollars on him. And since he's a stash play, thirty bucks with a desperation of only ten dollars more, forty for me on Tyler Lockett. Um, I I went ten dollars on Tyler yeah. Lockett, and my desperation is five. It's backwards because <laughs> he's got Geno Smith in a bye week. I, I, you know, if you're desperate at receiver, he doesn't give you any help for at least three weeks. Yeah, and I, I like, I have no interest in winning Tyler, a Tyler Lockett bid, but he's certainly someone that everyone should go out and put like five bucks on just to see, see if what he happens. slips through the cracks. And he might. He's he's a guy worth having on your bench for sure, at the very least. The number five and number six players are both wide receivers from Minnesota. Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, fifth and sixth most chopped players during their bye week. The schedule grade for Minnesota over the next month is a C. Now their bye week's obviously done, but two tricky games coming up out of the next four, and um, they've got Baltimore and the Chargers coming up uh, in short order. Dallas is a leaning favorable matchup this week. The Bengals sure didn't make Baltimore look like a tough matchup last week. Oh, they did. They didn't, (laughs) but they humbled Justin Herbert the week before that in Baltimore. Bizarre. So that's where this thing gets a little bit tricky. Okay, so I'm fascinated by your thoughts on these two. Let's start with the Thielen side, and then we'll go to the Jefferson side. Yeah, love uh, the bye week in the rear view for both of these guys. Uh, Kirk Cousins Cousins playing great. Uh, He could work his way into the MVP conversation with the Vikings record keeps keeps improving um starting with Thielen uh certainly doesn't have a ceiling as high as Justin Jefferson but Mm -hmm. probably a safer floor I know in his last game he only saw like three or four targets but that was an aberration he's he's gonna see eight nine most weeks uh very safe PPR play I I like him at uh, $120 for Adam Thielen for me with like a 150 desperation bid um, I'm a little lower than that um, because Thielen has been so touchdown dependent. When he doesn't score, he's given you, you know, the four catches, 40 yards. Granted, he's usually scoring. That hasn't been a, a consistent problem, but it's a it's still an issue that's out there for me. So I'm a little lower than you are. I'm at $75 on Adam Thielen and a desperation bit of 100 on Adam Thielen. Okay. I'm basically bump putting a hundred dollars on top of my bid, my Thielen bid for for Justin Jefferson. So you're adding an additional hundred. Yes, yeah, so I'm going oh, two two hundred okay. two fifty on Justin oh, Jefferson. Yeah, I still I, view I him as a top that. five wide receiver. Yeah, he's, and with his, he's good for with sure. His buy in the rearview mirror. Tough matchups coming up, but uh, I thought I would high. I went one twenty five on Jefferson, and my desperation bid of one seventy five. So interesting. That's uh, well. Yep. He's probably going to go for like both of our bids combined in most yeah, weeks. Yeah, he People are going to go People crazy. People love but. Justin Jefferson, and he's super consistent. And that's part of what I love about Jefferson is just the the lack of dud games, which is great, and all the heavy usage. Fantastic. Get this. Kirk Cousins throwing forty passes a game. Last year, twenty nine. Wow. <laughs> it tells you the change in mentality mm-hmm. that Minnesota's had. Part of it's been because they've had these epic finishes to like every game that have yeah. required him to throw, well, you know, six, seven passes two, at the end. Two overtimes in a row. They, Not in Cincy, a row, but they've had two overtimes. Two overtimes. Yeah. Yep. And the Cincy one went like, oh, they almost Deep tied. Deep overtime, yeah, too. That was definitely yeah. a five-quarter game. Yep. The seventh most chopped player, Brandon Cooks, Houston wide receiver. Scheduled grade for the next month is a D. 
He get he gets the Rams and Jalen Ramsey this week, and then he goes on bye two weeks later. Unclear who the quarterback's going to be. It looks like probably Mills for one more week, and then it goes back to Terod Taylor. What do you think about Brandon Cooks? Uh, well, his schedule could certainly change. I feel like he's one of the top trade candidates out there for a, a contender mm-hmm. in need of a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He's clearly going nowhere with the Texans, but he's seeing plenty of targets regardless of who the quarterback is, if it's Tarad or uh, Davis Mills. He's fourth in target share percentage, only behind Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, and Debo Samuel. That's elite yeah. territory. So uh, I, I like Cooks. Even if he stays on the crappy Texans, he's going to get his eight to ten targets per game. Mm-hmm. I'm going uh, 70 on Cooks, 100 desperation bid. He feels like a safe 12, 14 points most weeks, and if he can get in the end zone, then you're getting 20-plus. And, uh, yeah, I'm, just, I'm a Cooks fan. I, I wasn't a few years ago. I've, I've started to like Brandon Cooks more and more every year. Well, he's generally a safe performer. Yeah. I don't like the fact that I don't trust him this week against the Rams, and I've got a bye week looming. I'm only bidding $35 on Brandon Cooks. Those are two. Those could be two knockout weeks, and I, I don't want two knockout weeks in my next three games. Yeah, so I kind of spaced when you mentioned that, so I'm going to dock yeah. my <laughs> <Yeah>. $20. Bucks. <laughs> but I'll, 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 I'll go 50 60 Average 50. winning bid, by the way, in Cooks, I failed to mention this, 119 bucks. Wow. from last week. All right, the eighth most shot player is Las Vegas tight end Darren Waller. His schedule grade for the next month is a C. He's got a buy this week. Then favorable matchups most of the rest of the way, actually most of the rest of the year, uh, likely comes back from that ankle injury that made him a late scratch last week. The average winning bid on Darren Waller is $208. Yeah, Waller uh, joins Mark Andrews on this list, and uh, he'll join him on bye this week, as you said. Uh, one red flag for Waller. Uh, the second, he, he is hurt, but hopefully he does come back from the ankle injury mm-hmm. uh, close to 100% in week nine. And the other one is Foster Moreau is good. He is. He's not going to take his job, but yeah. he's he's already he's Moreau has scored. He scored last week, but he, he scored this season with Waller in the game. Yeah. So he 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 steals targets from Waller and a little, a little. But uh, so I'm coming in a little lighter uh, than I did on Andrews, uh, who I I bid I think at 150. I'm going to go one. 30 on Waller, just for all the same reasonings, though, that I liked Andrews. I'll, I'll stream a tight end this week, and I'll, I'll sit on Waller and just have a, an elite option, hopefully, for the remainder of the season if he stays healthy. You and I have almost the exact same bet. I bid 125 on Darren Waller because it's a bye week this week. And also, you know, Waller's not putting up the gargantuan numbers we expected. He did in no. the opener, but since then, it's five catches, six catches. And those are not the big splashy numbers we were used to last year, and it's because his receivers don't suck anymore. Yeah, it's true. He he really he kind of was in a lull in this point of last season, I feel like, but he got so red hot at the mm-hmm. end of the year, just a league winner across all formats. But uh hopefully he gets back there. The ninth most shot player is Dallas running back Ezekiel Elliott. His schedule grade for the next month is an A minus. He's passed his bye, which is great, and he's got he's very startable really in every game the rest of the year, except he's got a New Orleans game that's a tricky one, but that's not for like six weeks. It's a it's a nice, nice run here coming for Ezekiel Elliott. The average winning bid is not cheap. Three hundred seventy two dollars. Brian? What do you think about Ezekiel Elliott passed his bye earlier in this show? We said he was in the conversation for the first overall pick. Yeah. What would you pay? Yeah, if you're drafting right now, he's certainly in the conversation to be drafted over uh, Derrick Henry, considering the bye is over, like you said. Oh, yeah, Zeke had, looked like he had one foot in the grave 
<laughs> to start the season, and Tony Pollard was going to yeah, steal his those job. Those first couple of games looked looked a little rough, but he's run very well since then. Yeah, the tables have turned. So he's, uh, you said 372 is the average mm-hmm. winning bid for him. I'm not going to come in that high, but he's going to have my highest bid on this list. I'm going to go 300 uh, with a desperation bid of 350. On it's Zeke almost three. exactly where I'm sitting at 300 for my recommended bid on Zeke and a desperation bid of over last over his average bid of 400. If you're desperate at running back, and you need him, let's go get him at 400 bucks. I don't say that often, but we'll do it here. One thing I do want to note, though, Zeke's been weirdly inactive in the passing game. Only one game with more than two catches all year. He's not the PPR helper you think he is, and that gives him some sneaky downside for Zeke. Yeah, um, and of course, Tony Pollard isn't going anywhere no, anytime Pollard's soon. Pollard's great. He's going to he take 30%, share, 30 right? 40% of the snaps. Agreed. The 10th. Most top player is Rams running back Daryl Henderson. His schedule grade for the next month is a B. He's got three positive matchups, and then he's got a bye week. The average winning bid for him is $288, which makes him 140 bucks less than Zeke. Actually, wait. That's, he's, yeah, right, yeah, right in that ballpark. So, what do you think about, what do you think about the... Daryl Henderson opportunity with an average winning bid last week of $288. Well, uh, the schedule nice, like you said, but the matchup was certainly nice against the Lions. He did did nothing. 64 scoreless combo yards. Uh, He did still see bell cow usage. He had 21 opportunities, carries plus Michelle did nothing. Targets, and he gets targeted deep. At times, like yeah, there they were do. twenty they, plus they threw yard him in the targets, end zone on a like thirty yard route, which I, I like. And uh, he looks, he just looks good. Uh, he passes the eye test, so I like Henderson uh, on an elite offense. Uh, I'm not gonna go with the high two hundreds, but I'm gonna go two hundred uh, with like a two forty desperation bid on Henderson. I'm going right at his average winning bit of last week, two eighty eight. I want Daryl Henderson. Okay, I, I, I can't high argue. functioning Rams offense. I like that part. Um, he does have that looming buy in four weeks. That bothers me a little bit, but uh, I would I just go pay. I'd pay what it takes to get Henderson. I think he's vastly underappreciated. Yeah, um, for sure. Last week's game rattles me a little bit, but I still know the usage is going to be there. They'll run at the goal line if they want to. And yeah, if you yeah. end up spending thirty, forty, fifty dollars more than you should have with Henderson, he's a guy that it, it won't sting as much. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay, we promised to go 11 players deep because I want to talk about the 11th most chopped player, Tyreek Hill. He's still the third highest scoring wide receiver in guillotine leagues. Wow. He's still Patrick Mahomes' most explosive player. The average winning bid last week for Tyreek Hill, and he's been on this list a few times, by the way, $391. So where are you going on a Tyreek Hill, on a Tyreek Hill, uh, bid, knowing they still have a buy sitting out there either four or five weeks from now. Yeah, third highest scoring wide receiver, but that is certainly propped up by his 11 catches for 197 yards and a touchdown in week one. Mm-hmm. And then in week four, he had 11 catches for 186 and three. Yeah. His other five games, good. he's been held under 80 yards and he's only scored one touchdown. Yeah, so those, that's, how we've, that's how we've ended up talking about Tyreek Hill so many times. Yeah, and this week, Monday night, uh, at home uh, against the Giants, who just shut down Carolina's wide receivers and oh, were very tough. Not, nah, it's not saying it's really not saying much. It's really Sam Darnold, like the, the right. Carolina receivers yeah. probably aren't. Let's, Even let's though Robbie not, Anderson, twenty-five targets or no, 
Is it, I think it's more. I think it's like 28 targets in the last three games. And like 20 yards. It's like yeah. something – it's either either way you – Yeah, like the it. targets it's, it's and awful. yards are about the same. <laughs> They're yes. in the 20s, and that yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. But we're talking about Tyreek Hill here. Uh, but in the two games prior to the Carolina game, um, the Giants allowed five combined wide receiver touchdowns mm-hmm. to the Rams and Cowboys. You want to think that the Chiefs are still <laughs> in that category. on that tier. Yeah. Uh, so I'm still going to put them there. Yeah, what was the average bid? Two three ninety one. I'm not going that high on Hill. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'd want Justin Jefferson more than Tyreek Hill, who's on this the list. Consistency of Jefferson and with with the yeah. bye week in the rearview. So I'm going to come in a little mm-hmm. lighter than Jefferson, which I had two hundred two fifty. So I'm going to go one fifty. Uh, conservative must have 200 on Tyreek Hill because he's a guy I feel like we might see be talking about him again. In We've weeks. been talking about him a lot in this show. He's going to single-handedly win you some weeks, and yeah. then he's going to almost single-handedly lose you some weeks. You, having your superstars, when your superstars dud, it hurts. You know, you can afford the dud from that streaming tight end because you're probably good elsewhere, but when your Tyreek Hill duds, that's, you know, usually you're counting on him for you know, to help salvage the rest of your roster and whatever other, you know, weak points you have in your roster. So um, I'm I'm at 175 as a recommended bid and 250 for the desperation bid on Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and if you're lucky enough to make it deep into your league and you have Tyreek Hill, and at that point you're going to have, mm-hmm. like, four other top 10 wide receivers, He's he feels like a guy who I'm just going to be like, Ugh, do I want to play him yeah. over right, uh, right. a lot of players? I'm not so sure I would because of the, the roller coaster ride that he is, but... uh Certainly someone I'd like to have on my team still. We wrap up every CHOP podcast with a look at some of the standard waiver wire guys. These are the guys that, you know, every league is, you know, the non-guillotine leagues are bidding on, people that have emerged out of the woodwork. Um, Give me just some quick hitter thoughts on some of the most important guys. Deshaun Watson, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's going to end up somewhere, but wherever that is, he's clearly going to have to, get caught up to speed. Um, I just don't think I want to have the temptation of Watson. You, you can get him for cheap, mm-hmm. but I, I, there's at this point, again, you can. there's so many quarterbacks out there. Watson just seems like, yeah, he might have a huge game, but most likely he's going to struggle on his new team getting caught up to speed. So five bucks to Sean yeah. Watson. I mean. We're, this is the wrong format for him. Yeah. You know, may not get traded at all. If he does get traded, may not play till next year. If he does get traded, it's going to take him, to your point, three weeks to get up to speed, even if he does get traded. Three weeks is an eternity in a guillotine league. Not interested. Zero dollars. Tua, Tungo Vailoa, coming off arguably the, the best two-game stretch of his career. There are all these talks that you know, Miami is supposed to be the team that goes and pays for Watson, but why? Tua's playing great yeah. right now. And without uh, two of his top three receivers. Three wide receivers, yeah. even though... Mike Kosicki really, and, yeah, and right. Jalen Waddell are the right. two best wide receivers on that team, regardless of the tight end designation for Kosicki. But, uh, yeah, Tua is a guy who, uh, in the right matchup like he had last week, he, he was probably the third highest scoring quarterback behind Brady and Burrow. Um, and he has that potential moving forward. So I would certainly bid more on him than Watson. I would I'd throw about 15 bucks at Tua just to have him as a, a quarterback option on my roster. You know, yeah. the deeper I get, I, w- I want to have three quarterbacks on my bench pretty much. I don't like to have the options, but to just keep them out of the hands of, of other teams. I'm not. Pl- I don't think you can play keep away at that position for me. I just there's too many good quarterbacks, so I don't try that. But that's okay. Let's go to the running backs. If Dearness Johnson slipped through the cracks last week and nobody picked him up for the Thursday nighter, know that 
Chubb likely comes back for this Sunday's game. Hunt's out a month. Dearness Johnson's going to play the Kareem Hunt role for a month, and a month's an eternity in a guillotine league. There's some real value here. What would you pay for Dearness Johnson? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's essentially Kareem Hunt right now. Uh, I don't He's not as talented as Kareem Hunt, but he's on, on a great spot behind an awesome offensive line. And uh, who's to say Chubb stays healthy for the remainder of the season? If he right. goes down again, it's mm-hmm. the Deon- Dearness Johnson show uh, all over. So, uh, I, you know, if I had Chubb on roster, you got to bump up the bid a little more. But I'm not going to get too excited about the Thursday night performance. So I'm going to go 30 bucks on Dearness. I would go a little higher if I needed to. If, I, if I'm looking ahead and I'm starting him, I think he's going to perform at a hunt level. That makes him a top 15 back for a month. There's real value to that for me. So I, I, would, I would probably go more like 50 bucks. It really depends how what your running back situation is, is. on your team. If, if you're, you're not really going to start him, you're yeah. not start him then obviously I'm, I'm not paying for him. Um, what do you think about Kenyon Drake? We don't know for sure at, at this stage how long Josh Jacobs may be out, but they're saying like two to three weeks as a possibility here. What do you think about Kenyon Drake as the probable starting running back? And do we pick pick up a throw? Do we throw a buck on Peyton Barber? Well, again, Raiders Raiders are on bye this week, so yeah. you don't get to use Drake. So he's a, a, a one-week stash. But, yeah, with Jacobs on the shelf for at least two weeks, uh, I don't know who the Raiders have in week nine. I can look. Really quickly. I do not know either. Peyton Barber was hurt, but should be health healthy now. Week nine at New York, not which New York Giants. Sorry, darn it, Jets run defense. Yeah, <laughs> that would be way so better. Bad. <laughs> yeah. But uh, just to have a starting running back on a a, a highly functioning offense, which is kind of crazy to say about uh, the Raiders, I would go. Uh, 50, 60 bucks on Drake. Mm-hmm. Little, little me, more for me. To me, that's too high for one week. But and I think my week, and then yeah, I still think he could, he's like better than Josh Jacobs. I, Josh Jacobs is just so normal to me. And it's a bad line though, bad it offensive is a line, bad, and especially run blocking. Yeah, group. I think their Pro Football Focus is lowest ranked run blocking line. And uh, you I know, think your fifty bucks is way, way too high. Do you? You would. You didn't even want to pay that for Dearness Johnson. Well, well, I didn't because he's not going to likely be the starter this week. It's going to be Nick Chubb, but uh, even though... Drake's not starting this week either. No, he's not starting this week either. He's not by All right, I'll bump it down to 40, but I'm kind of a Kenyon Drake bobo. I like Kenyon Drake. I got a lot of shares in him in best ball, so I'm just kind of willing this into... uh, All right, two more, and we got to be fast. Uh, Running backs. Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. When Miles Sanders went out, Gainwell's role really didn't change. Boston Scott turned into sort of the, the, the lead runner with Gainwell spelling him much like it had been with Sanders. But that's, you know, that's a small sample size. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, they, they were looked like they were ready to give Sanders, like, all the work until he got hurt. Uh, Gainwell was a, he was a flex-worthy play uh, the first few weeks of the season. Yeah, especially faded after got, that. Faded last, after that. Yeah. And like you said, he didn't, like, turn into a bell cow once Sanders went down. We saw a lot of Boston Scott, so... Including at the stripe of all places. Yeah, so I'm sort of in the same spot with Kenyon Drake with uh, Kenneth Gainwell. So I'll go a little higher on Gainwell because I'm not so sure. um, Or Sanders probably out a little longer. So I'll go 70 bucks on Gainwell and hope he can keep uh, Scott off the field. Wow. Again, I wouldn't go anywhere near that high. Running backs are hard to come by, man. I don't know. I don't know. This is probably a two-week injury. That's just not – I don't think that's enough time away. I'm, I'm not spending that much money on Gainwell and Scott. 
Um, these guys are like uh, $15, $20 fill-ins for me. Uh, okay, last couple of guys I want to mention. Jerry Judy likely comes back this week. He has been largely rostered, but he's still available in like 25% of leagues. Just quickly, your thoughts on Judy and where you'd put where, what you'd spend to get him. Well, if you just pretend that he was healthy all year and kind of performing at the Jerry Judy type level we'd expect, he'd be a $100, $150 yes. player. So I'll, I'll, I'll knock 50% off that and just say 50 bucks on Judy and hope he returns to form. It's going to take him probably a week or two. That's the tricky part, right? It is, but uh, to, to get a Jerry, if you can survive that long and grab a player like that for 40 50 bucks, it'll be yeah. worth your while. You can throw a couple of bucks on Alan Lazard. He's your starter Thursday night. We alluded to this earlier in the show. Um without Devontae Adams, probably. And even if Adams goes, Lazard's still uh, playable. Last week, he got all of his stats in one series and then was largely ignored the entire rest of the game. It was very weird. Yeah. Uh, Jarvis Landry is, I think, got largely picked up last week. You could throw a couple of bucks on him. He did get hurt in that game, but then came back at the end of the game, probably is able to go here off of the long layoff for Landry as well. And um, C.J. is available in a handful of leagues. He's turned into a nice little streamer. He's uh they don't they never throw him in the end zone which worries me tight ends get a lot of their touchdowns in end zone they don't do that but Azuma's a guy that if you're you know if you're in a pinch of tight end he could be twenty bucks thirty bucks see if this continues and uh, Michael Gallup supposed to make his return this yeah. week too and uh, he should be of interest to to everyone but certainly people who have. Uh, C.D. Lamb and or Amari Cooper on roster. You think he does? Event. Does Gallup hurt them more than Cedric Wilson, who had been, you know, a pretty high, pretty significant part of that offense? Yeah, I'm not saying it hurts them, but if something were, if they were to get hurt, mm. then you got Michael Gallup sitting there and you're feeling okay. Because if something were to happen to C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper, the bidding on Gallup is going to be. Be substantially high. higher yeah. than but I'm not, the uh, 10 bucks you can get him for right now. Five I'm not, to 10 bucks. I am not, I'm not, I don't want a handcuffed wide receiver on my team. Nah, normally you don't, no. Yeah. Uh, I, we encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, please. We hope that you enjoy the podcast and you'll continue listening for as long as you're live. And feel free to join a second guillotine league or a third or a fifth, depending on, on where you are with this, because life without a guillotine league is no fun. And the, the chop could be coming for you. Hopefully not. You're the kind of person who listens to the 40-minute mark of a Guillotine League podcast. You're probably safe, but you don't want to find out the hard way you're not. Talk to you in a week, everybody. Bye-bye.